Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with This Guy, episode 71. And this podcast is actually coming out before the video comes out on YouTube. So the audio will be available right now. And I spent a couple hours filming yesterday the local river in my town. We call it the Androscoggin. And with that river, I introduced many different prepositions, many different idioms, a lot of Latin and Greek vocabulary words that we use in English all the time, like geo, meaning earth, and graph, meaning right. And when I say right, you can't see the transcripts, but I mean with your hand and a pen or a pencil. And there is a Google Doc with the transcripts for this podcast, because I think it is quite dense. It's quite heavy with material to help you learn English, but it is a lot of it. So you may need to listen to the podcast a couple times because there is so much information here. I'm calling it a mega lesson. And mega means big, Latin and Greek root, which is the opposite of mini. I have published some mini lessons on the YouTube channel and here on the podcast. But this is the first mega lesson. It's about 14 minutes. And I introduce maybe uh, 25 new vocabulary words, along with all of those Latin and Greek roots, the idioms. I do encourage you, if you have YouTube in your country, to check it out when the premiere happens in a couple days because there are some very nice views. It is a beautiful lake, but I thought the audio would be helpful in possibly preparing to watch that video when it's released. I want to make sure the subtitles are absolutely perfect, so I will be looking those over in the next few days. Before we get into the podcast, I would love to give a couple shout-outs to some people who have added subtitles to some of my videos on YouTube. So Mary added Persian, Deekchance added Hindi, Henry added Indonesian, Daniel added Brazilian Portuguese, Errone added Italian, and Rod added Brazilian Portuguese. So thank you so much. And I think they might be helpful to some of the listeners because the country that listens to this podcast the most is the United States. Cities like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. But the country that is second is Italy. And there are Italian subtitles. Third most is Brazil. Fourth is Iran with the 
Persian subtitles. Indonesia is 25th, and India, where a lot of Hindi is spoken, is 27th. But if you do want to check those out, there are some playlists for the three Indonesian videos and the three Italian videos. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this is helpful. I'll see you next time. Enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another video. Today's video is going to be all about rivers. Prepositions with rivers, idioms with rivers, vocabulary with rivers. I know this isn't going to be a mini lesson. I just don't know if it's going to be a medium lesson or a mega lesson. But before we get started with the lesson, I just want to thank you all for tuning in, showing your support for the channel. We're at almost 1,500 subscribers, and that's all because of you. So, thank you so much. All right, can you see that in the distance? It's small, but we would call that a waterfall. A small one, but definitely water is falling. It's a waterfall. Often in the spring, when the snow is melting in the mountains, this is a pretty dangerous place to stand. But we haven't had rain in quite a while, so I am in absolutely no danger here, as you can see. Behind me is a bridge that goes over the river, but this is a special kind of bridge because a train could travel on that bridge and that type of bridge is something we call a trussle. And that bridge behind me, where the cars are going over, we just call that a bridge. And in a minute, we will be going under that bridge. Maybe I'll come back later in the year when the river is more impressive. It's the uh, Androscoggin River, and these subtitles will be accurate. Pretty tough word to say and spell but it comes from a Native American term. So Androscoggin, sometimes shortened to the Andro or the mighty Androscoggin. And the place we were just at is called Lewiston Falls, but nothing's really falling there right now. The river has been known to flood where the water actually reaches the top of that bridge and sometimes crests over that bridge. The last major flood we had was probably a time before you were even born, 1987. Did you notice that verb I just used, crest? It's often used when we talk about floods, and that is when the river 
reaches its highest level. The river may crest over the bridge. And right near the river is a really old house, 1796. And I'm sure some of you who don't live in the United States are asking, 1796? That's not old. But for us in the US, it's about as old as our country. So yeah, it's pretty old for us. So let's talk a little bit about prepositions. Right now, I am walking along the riverbank. And even though there is a, a fence here, the river is still right there down below. So I am walking along the river bank. I'm not going to hop over this fence to get into the water. I'm going to keep walking along the river bank. Notice I said river bank. That is often what we call the edge of the water in the land when a river is involved. If it was the ocean, we might call it a shore. So you often hear the river's bank or the ocean's shore, but both are where the water and the land meet. Did you see that tiny little place where the water is flowing? That's a good verb to know when we talk about water flowing. And we could also say the water is flowing over the falls. Here's a little plaque about the history of the Great Falls. And notice it's written in both English and in French. And that word geology, that means the study of the earth. Anytime you see geo in English, think of earth. Geology, studying earth like rocks and minerals. Geography, graph means writing. So geography is the study of maps, drawing parts of the earth. So the name Androscoggin originally comes from a Wabanaki word. And the Wabanakis are the Native Americans who were here before the Europeans came in. And I messed this up when I filmed it, but dusk is sunset and dawn is sunrise. So in just a minute, we will be walking under the bridge while cars are driving over the bridge. So now we are under the bridge, and I'm wondering if you've ever heard the saying water under the bridge. That basically means there was some sort of drama, some sort of hardship, some sort of pain, but it's now all forgotten. Let's say that you had an argument with your friend, but you made up. You're no longer fighting. You can say, ah, it's all water under the bridge. So there are some ducks right where I want to go. They may fly off, but I have an idiom with ducks. So far they haven't moved. They're probably used to people. I wonder how many people try to feed them. So most of them didn't like me that much, but those two stuck around. I'm not going to jump in the water, but 
that would be the preposition we would use if I were to go into the water. But now that I am at the riverbank, let's talk about that idiom with ducks. And the idiom is like water off a duck's back. And if you know anything about ducks, they're quite oily and the water just rolls off their back. That's what we say when something doesn't bother us. Maybe you're talking to one of your friends about that argument you got into with another friend. They may say, were you bothered by it? You could say, no, it's like water off a duck's back. Didn't really bother me. So we've talked about how this is the river bank, but if you go into the bottom of the river, that's called the river bed. We've talked about some Latin and Greek roots already. Geo meaning earth, graph meaning right. But the Latin and Greek root for water is actually hydro. And this river is used to generate electricity in some parts of the state. We call that electricity hydroelectricity. Some people put their boats in this river and what I'm standing on is called a boat launch. People drive their cars with their boats on their trailers down to the riverbank and will put their boat in the river. And when the canoe or the boat is actually on the river, we change the preposition. We might say they are sailing downstream. So the river is flowing that way. If the boat was flowing downstream, it would be going this way with the current. The current is the way the river flows. If it was fighting the current, we would say that it is going upstream. So to review, just to make sure I'm clear, if a boat is flowing downstream, it's flowing with the current. If it's trying to go against the current, it's going upstream. And of course, if it's going upstream, you would have to paddle or maybe you have a motor on your boat. And sometimes this river does have a strong current. When the water is going quickly, we sometimes use the word swift. Uneven shoreline, that means it's not flat. Supervise your children at all times. Super is another Latin and Greek root meaning above. So supervise your children, watch out for them. A superior is someone who we might call a boss or a supervisor. Unfortunately, this river is actually polluted, meaning it's kind of dangerous, the water in it. They suggest, experts suggest, that you eat only one fish from this river each month. Needless to say, I don't eat any fish from this river. I don't want to take any chances. I hope you're enjoying this lesson. I think it's starting to turn into a mega lesson, but if you have stuck with me this far, thank you so much. Hope you're learning a lot. Maybe you will have to watch this a couple times to get everything as a loud truck goes over. But if you are enjoying, please think about subscribing to this channel if you haven't already. 
Yeah, definitely a mega lesson. As I look through my notes, I still have quite a few more things to say. Remember, if you are having difficulty, all of the subtitles are correct to help you. So let's talk more about idioms. There's another idiom that we say, and it's Crimea River. We often say that when we don't care. Let's say my daughter wanted to go out on Friday night, but there was some reason she couldn't. And she was begging and she was crying. I could say, Crimea River, you are not going to go. No matter what you do, I'm not going to change my mind. Just for the record, my daughter wouldn't do that. She's not that type of person. If someone is in hot water or deep water, it means they are in trouble. Maybe I forgot about my wife's birthday. I would never do that. Could be said that I was in hot water with her or that I was in deep water with her. If you sell somebody down the river, that means you didn't back them up. You didn't have their back. If you have a friend and they weren't supportive, you could ask, why'd you sell me down the river? What I'm standing next to is definitely a river, but if it was a little smaller, we might call it a stream. And if it was even smaller than a stream, we might call it a creek. But those three bodies of water all have a current. The water flows. A body of water is what we call a good amount of water. Might be a river, might be a creek, might be a stream. If the water is not flowing, it might be a pond. And if it's a little bigger than a pond, we might call it a lake. But all of those are fresh water, meaning there is no salt. If it's salt water, then it's most likely an ocean. So salt water versus fresh water, salt water has salt, fresh water does not. If a river or a pond or a lake is a popular place to swim, you might hear that place called a swimming hole. We would never call an ocean a swimming hole. They are usually smaller bodies of water. This river is not a swimming hole because it's somewhat polluted. Not many people swim here. This has been a long lesson. If you still want more English, right up there is a playlist of all kinds of listening comprehension exercises. Below that are some English field trips where I visit post office or a mega store. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time.